Today, welcome to Partakers and our series, Wow Jesus, looking at the life of Jesus as told in the primary documents about him, the four Gospels of the New Testament. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and Jesus' encounters. We know that Jesus spoke to and interacted with large crowds. The Sermon on the Mount, the feeding of large crowds, are just a couple of examples. But we also have records of his encounters with individuals and their reaction to him. People who we talk to about Jesus often have three reactions. Rejection, either in sorrow or in anger. They leave with more to think about. And thirdly, they have acceptance of him. We are going to look at today at two encounters that we find in the Gospels, what Jesus had to say to them and their subsequent reactions, his encounter with the rich young ruler and his meeting with Nicodemus. Next time we will look at two examples of those who accepted and believed in him. So firstly, the rich young ruler. This is found in all three synoptic Gospels, Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 to 26, Mark chapter 10, verse 17 to 22, and Luke 18, verse 18 to 27. And I'm going to be reading from Mark's account. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Would teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honour your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. As I have said, this story is in all three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke. Luke describes him as a wealthy ruler. Matthew describes him as a young man. And here in Mark's account, he is simply a man. Put all together, that makes him a rich young ruler. He runs up to Jesus and falls on his knees before him. He wants eternal life, wants it now, and so asks Jesus about it. When he calls Jesus a good teacher, Jesus responds, No one is good except God alone. Now Jesus could have been correcting the young man, but more likely Jesus was asking, Do you know what you are saying and how close to the truth about me you are? This young man had fully kept the commandments listed by Jesus, Mark 10 verse 19. However, when Jesus said to the young ruler that in order to follow him, he would have to give up all his wealth in order to have treasure in heaven and eternal life, the man left rejected. That was a step too far for the rich young ruler. He wanted his riches and also eternal life, but Jesus said he could not have both. He remains the only man who left Jesus' presence sorrowful, and that due to putting his trust in his riches and wealth alone. Now, riches are not necessarily wrong, but according to Jesus, they do make trusting fully in God very difficult. Mark 10, 
verse 23. And then we have Nicodemus and Jesus' meeting with him and reading from John chapter 3. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Nicodemus wants to know more about Jesus and investigate him personally, instead of following the majority of the other Jewish leaders, who were probably already plotting to get rid of Jesus. And he came at night, and there's a lot of speculation about why he came at night, but we don't know, so we're not going to speculate here. But what do we know about Nicodemus? He was a member of the Jewish ruling council, the Sanhedrin. He was a leading teacher and learned scholar of the scriptures. And some people say he was the prime teacher of Israel at the time. And from other sources we know he may well have been from a family of wealthy landowners. And we know later on in the Gospels, from John chapter 7, that he protested against Jesus' condemnation without a trial, and that later in John chapter 19, verses 39 to 40, with Joseph of Arimathea, they took gifts in order to anoint Jesus' body. And Nicodemus was probably one of the many Jews looking for a kingdom of God based around a political Messiah, hence him admitting that due to his miraculous signs, Jesus must have been from God. They wanted a Messiah who was a political leader, who would lead Israel to be a shining light for the whole world to come to Jerusalem and worship the one true living God in the temple. However, Jesus corrects Nicodemus and says that it is not through a new Israel that God's kingdom will be seen, but by being born again. And this phrase, born again, Jesus repeats three times in the conversation. And what does born again mean? It is not a physical rebirth, and nor is it merely a turning over a new leaf, as many people think. It is not baptism, because Jesus has not instituted baptism yet. What it is, is the new covenant which Nicodemus should have known about as Israel's teacher, and that's in Jeremiah 31 and also in Ezekiel 36. It is being born with water and spirit, cleansed of sin by living water, and indwelt with the Holy Spirit. It is being born from above, which is looking to the one who has come down from heaven. For the phrase born again can also be translated born from above. It is looking to Jesus and trusting in him, just as the ancient Israelites were saved by looking at the bronze snake in Numbers chapter 21. It is on an individual basis, just as physical birth is. And nobody knows the date and time of their own physical birth unless they are told by somebody. And Jesus seemed astonished that Nicodemus didn't already know this, seeing as he was a highly educated and learned teacher of the law. And so there we have two different reactions to Jesus. The rich young ruler who left full of sorrow and the Jewish leader who left with more to think about regarding who this Jesus was. In each encounter, Jesus is remarkably comfortable with both of them. He looked 
with a look of love at the rich young ruler. Mark 10 verse 21. And his love surrounded both the rich young ruler and Nicodemus, just as his love surrounds all people today. His message of salvation through him alone is for everybody of all time. For more to think about, please do ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend? so that you can pray over any issues together. Question 1. Please read Mark chapter 10, verse 17 to 22. What things may be hindering me from fully trusting in God for all things? And question 2. Read John chapter 3, verse 1 to 21. What does this scripture tell me about God's salvation, and how can I apply it? Question 3. How does Jesus' approach to telling people about salvation and Him inspire me to do likewise? Thank you.